to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. I don't even know. The days just bleed together these these days. Uh, I hope everyone's having a good evening. we got a dope show for you tonight. I'm very excited. Uh, but let's start off with some sponsors. As per the usual, we got TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on the show, uh, Break the Cycle. Check him out today. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount where you can get this great Disobey Your Local Tyrant shirt that I'm wearing today. Uh, it means even more now that Cuomo has had to uh, kick rocks, which has been really awesome. Uh, you can also join the Patreon, subscribe star, or the, become a member here on the YouTube channel, uh, which will get you all the exclusive content, but also if you get into a private Discord server where you get new Top Lobster gear up to two weeks early at a 30% discount. Shit really pays for itself if you're one of the lower tier uh, patrons or subscribe stars or monthly channel members. And of course, executive producer of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Uh, check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically been garbage at. They're amazing people, really good people. Go check them out. Guys, we've got an awesome show for you tonight. Uh, this gentleman was actually my fourth uh, guest on Break the Cycle back, you know, way back when, five months ago. Now we're on episode 87. Uh, which is pretty pretty wild. Uh, he's the co-executive producer of the Monopoly on Violence, and he is the voice behind Freeman Beyond uh, the Wall. He is Mr. Pete Quinones. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Josh? Oh, you, you know, I can't complain, man. I'm glad to have you back. I didn't like that gentleman. I didn't like that gentleman thing. Oh, you're not a you're not a gentleman. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of people watching tonight, man. Everyone comes to check out Pete, dude. It's smart. It's it's an important thing, man. So, uh, well, Pete, what have you been up to? We can well, let's see if we can entertain him. Yeah, we'll try. Um, we'll try. What have you been up to, man? What's 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 the haps? I just I just moved recently, um, about thirteen hours away from where I was, and um, yeah, it's been um, it's been quite the adventure. Let's put it that way. Nice, nice. Well, we won't dox you, but I hope it's somewhere warmer. No. It's colder. It's somewhere cold. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I did it too, oh, man. Yeah. I did it too. I talk about it enough on the show. Everyone knows I, I left California to go to the, the middle of the country where it's freezing balls. But uh, vaccine passports are illegal. Uh, mass mandates are illegal. Uh, we're pretty much normal here, so you can't be mad about it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, even if they did that here where I'm at, people are not going to comply. So I think that's more important. I think that's even more important than the laws itself themselves. Sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really it is the issue of our time, man. And we talk a lot a lot about it on the show, but it's just so important to me um, that that you know the the people understand that we you know we, there's enough of us to stand up and say hey we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with this shit anymore. Um, but I mean it's you know it's been five months since I had you on the show last time. Uh, you know we keep we keep hearing you know in the beginning of this thing we heard two weeks to flatten the curve. Then, then it was six months to flatten the curve. Now it's been 19 months to flat. You know, uh, when does it come to a head? How do we stop this stuff, Pete? What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think libertarians should be doing? And libertarians are scared to to possess power. So what the hell are they going to do? Yeah, um, they're scared of violence. So you know, it's like a whole bunch of people in New Hampshire had their shit stolen from them. They like literally had possession stolen from them and i suggested well go in with a gun and take it back and then some idiot on twitter whose screen name is yeet the police <laughs> is is like no you don't do that so what are you going to do call the police yeet mr yeet the police i love these cowards um i mean i don't know man i think it's just mass um mass non-compliance but I don't think it's going to be mass. I think it's going to be at the local level. I think it's going to be, it's going to have to be targeted. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think there are some areas. I mean, if you're in New York city, you're screwed. No one is going to, well, I mean, 
if we see people fighting in, back in New York City and it actually making a difference, I mean, talk about the biggest white pill there could possibly be. Um, but you know, I, I just heard Buck Buck Johnson saying this morning that he just got back from L.A. and he said, except at the airport, no one was wearing masks. Yeah, I, so. it's funny because I always I, I was thinking that, you know, I'm from the Bay Area, right? I'm from San Francisco area. People are pussies there. I mean, absolute pussies. But people in L.A. are fucking tough, dude. I mean, it's, uh, you know, other than like, you know, Rodeo and like some of the high fashion areas, most of the people in L.A. don't give a shit what the government has to say. Uh, they don't give a shit what the police have to say. Uh, they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, you can, you're not going to roll through South Central and tell everybody in South Central, hey, man, you guys got to put your masks on. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, San Francisco at this point is like the whole city is literally like a public, like a public park toilet. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, where, I mean, it's not even human anymore. It's pretty much like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but a lot of cities in India. Yeah. And yeah, it's well, pretty close. I talk, I talk about it. There's actually a fucking, uh, it's called Poo Maps, dude. Right? Like yeah. it's an app you can download on your phone that shows you where all the poops are around San Francisco, like on the street. And it's like, just the whole map is brown, dude. It's fucked up. And, and you know, I grew <laughs> up, so oh, it's disgusting. I grew up going to San Francisco. I mean, it was like, you know, it was my favorite city to go skateboarding growing up. I mean, go down to Embarcadero and skate. There was like, you know, the, the Vans Warped Tour was there all the time. They had Pier 39. You had Hayden Ashbury, where if you wanted to buy some weed or some mushrooms or something, you could just walk for five minutes and find it. It was fun. It was a good time, you know. Uh, and now it's just so shitty. Uh, you know, people get beat up all the time, right? It's turned into New York City. I mean, really is what it's like, except more shit and more heroin needles everywhere than New York City, if you can believe that. Um, it's it's really an absolute mess, dude. And, you know, the reason it's like that is because of Gavin Newsom. You know, it was like Gavin Newsom was the mayor of of San Francisco. He's the one that fucked it all up. And what did, what did California do? They helped him fail upwards. Yeah. And, and now they're trying now they're now they're having buyer's remorse you know well this guy locked us all down fucked us all up with the you know blah 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 and and so uh it's it's just an absolute mess man um rogue liberty pod thanks for the five dollar super chat man he said just dropping some shithole money for two of my favorite people in the movement hope you're both well well uh he those are those five pounds he gave us which i think is actually uh probably okay. worth more than than u.s dollar now at this point it is yeah. uh brandon hiles through five dollar super chat pete alien or aliens Oh, uh, oh my God! Um, yeah, I, I got to go with the first one. It, it was it was a horror movie. Um, Aliens was a action movie. It was you know action sci fi. Uh, the first one was an absolute horror movie. You didn't know what was coming next, and I'm a big horror movie fan, so yeah, I got to go with the first one. Yeah, me too, man. I'm big. I'm big horror movie buff for sure. I got a Freddy Krueger. I was gonna do like a whole like uh uh horror movie piece on my leg and i got to freddy krueger and then life happened and so i got freddy uh but i haven't gotten past that brandon kane thanks for the five dollar super chat man he said poop maps are the price we pay for a civilized society <laughs> well you know what it, you know what i think it might be too is um back in the 70s people don't realize exactly how far right uh, San Francisco was. I mean, it was illegal up to a certain point in the late seventies for a homosexual to be like a public school teacher. Right, right. And once they started passing all the laws to, you know, they just instead of creeping to the center, like you know, you you would hope status would do. I mean, because they're not going to stay far right, and anything that's not going to stay far right is going to go far left. They just went completely far left. I mean, they went off the map on this one. I mean, they went all the way to, to a third world country, basically. Yeah, yeah, it, it it got absolutely insane, and I think that started with Harvey Milk. The Harvey Milk era yeah. um, is when that stuff really started to change because it was it was like super hardcore right conservative, like 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 the, it was like the wealthy conservatives lived there. <laughs> and then if you go right across the the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, you get into um, uh, uh, God, what's I always forget the name. What it's like the place that owns the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, yeah, it's it, it, don't they call it like the the triangle or the peninsula? Or well, something it's like it's, that? it's a it's it? a county, um, and I and in the name is I used to deliver furniture in this county, and it's some of the richest people in the country live there. It's the it's the actually the richest county in the entire country. Um, it's where like Nevada and 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 Mount yeah, yeah. Tempius and all that stuff is at. Um, and there's actually like a private society there that owns the Golden Gate Bridge. It's one of the only like privately owned bridges like that in in California. Um, cool. uh, and and those people are are like used to be really really hardcore conservative, and now they're like 
I mean, I mean, there's, you know, BLM flags all over the whole county and, and, and Antifa, like the support. It's like, none of them are Antifa. You know what I mean? They're all super rich and wealthy and work in the, the financial district in the, in the San Francisco. So it's, it's really, really crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, dude, uh, you know, we, we've been talking on the show quite a bit. Yesterday I had top lops on and we talked quite a bit about, um, you know, the, the, living in Ancapistan in your head and how uh, libertarians, and I I made this post last night on Twitter, and I'm pissing some people off, I get it, Um, but I made this post last night on Twitter where I said, uh, uh, you know, libertarians are going to be sitting around in their their political philosophy circle jerks, and in six months we're going to end up being Australia. You know what I mean? I mean, what's your, what's your take on that? What do you, what do you think? Do you think that, uh, do you think that we could end up like Australia here? Well, in about, uh, 15 minutes i have a episode drop in that dave Dave smith and i had a conversation the other day and we were talking about a usa today ipsos poll where like 61 percent of the people polled i think it was a thousand and eighty eight people were polled and 61 percent said they were in favor of vaccine mandates and dave being mr white pill me being mr black pill pointed out he said that's still 40 percent of the country who's like no way no way you know and you just have to you have to ask yourself the question who has the more who has the hard more hardcore minority uh part of that group now i know that the 61 percent part of that group have the narrative have the media have academia on their side but still i mean i think that you know 40 percent 39 percent a push could be made and um when I look at Australia, I mean, it's heartbreaking, man. There, there was a couple of those videos. Um, I know you've probably seen the video of, like, kids being ripped out of their parents' hand, arms to to be forced vaccinated. And, I mean, I just don't know. I don't have kids. And I, I try to imagine having a kid, and I I think, well, this is why I have guns. Yeah. This is why we have guns. And yeah, I actually read something and I shared it into a private group uh, recently. And I forget who someone linked it on Twitter. I think as of 2016, there were more guns in Australia than before the quote unquote buyback. So there are guns there. Oh, there's yeah. There's still guns, but they, they got rid of like, uh, it was like 3.2 million guns or something like that, that they, it's already back. It's, it's already back over that number. Oh shit. So, yeah, it's it, that's what most people don't know. Everybody's like, well, they shouldn't have given up their guns. Well, first of all, the person, the, the people, the Americans saying they shouldn't give up their guns ain't doing shit with their guns. How about you shut the fuck up? Um, and second of all, they do have guns there. They're just not using them any more than we, you know, we were last year. Right. You know, except for, oh, except for the, um, the 12, the 12, uh, the 18 people who were going to kidnap Whitmer and 12 of them turned out to be FBI. Yeah. It was like, FBI it was like a bunch of FBI them. agents pointing the finger at each other. Yeah. And then like one random yeah, yeah, dude yeah, that's yeah. like, Hey, yeah, yeah I'm down, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> a freaking Spider-Man meme. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. Earlier we were talking, we were talking about the, uh, the New Hampshire thing, this, the eat the police, uh, by the way, eat the police is 100%, 100%, uh, Ethan Owens, Angela Owens, Fisher's or Angela Fisher Owens, husband. Uh, I know who he is. Yeah. He's he's a giant bitch. Uh, literally, this guy's like a, a fucking chihuahua. He would he couldn't hurt anybody. He called the police on Joe Burns from Texas because uh, he ran up and tried to hug Joe Burns, and Joe Burns pushed him on the ground, and he called the police on him. Um, so so uh, he was talking about these things that you said, you know, this these uh, kind of insurrective kind of things that you were talking about when it comes to the New Hampshire, and um, you know, there's so many people. That it's it. it I, this is what we talked a lot about last night. It's like how how do we stay like do, do we want to stay consistent all the way to the boxcar or do we want to uh, do whatever we can to push back against the people who are literally trying to smash our families, our livelihoods, all that shit, man. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane to me that people would be telling me that we aren't allowed to fight back yet. Well, you know, and. I understand if that's coming from a strategic standpoint. If somebody's like, look, you just don't take up, but one person takes up arms, they're going to be made to be a lunatic, a white supremacist, whatever. Um, If you're going to do something like that, put it this way. If you can organize to the point where 
you would have enough people armed to make a move. You don't even need the guns anymore. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You don't need the guns anymore. You've got the organization. You've got the, the wherewithal to do something. They're going to back down. They're going to back down. They're going to negotiate. They're going to figure something out. You won't even need the guns anymore. You'll be able to lay them down like the French. Right. Well, and I think, uh, I think some Afghan, uh, goers prove that you don't need AR 15s and, and, and F 14s, man. You just need some leftover Kyber pass AKs from the, from the Soviet days, man. You ever hear the stories about like, um, the United States, the soldiers, would show up in um in like Pashtun villages and the Pashtuns thought they were Russians. No, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know. They're so disconnected. That's why like people are like, oh, who who was it? James Woods, oh, Mr. God. 165 IQ. This fucking Taliban's guy. gonna come marching over the Mexican uh, the unprotected Mexican border. These guys don't want anything to do with like a first of all, they're not even terrorists. Yeah. I mean they're That's, just, I, th- nobody understands that at all. Yeah. They're not terrorists. I mean, now, wherever occupation happens, terrorism happens. And it doesn't exactly have to be Muslim because all you had to do was look at Northern Ireland during the Troubles, and you can find out that people, even people with pasty white skin, blow themselves up when there's occupation. That's why occupation is a really bad idea. Right. Um, But these people just want to be left alone. I mean, come on. The fact that they thought that some Pashtuns thought they were Russians— just lets you know what a low time preference these guys yeah, have. No shit. First of all. <laughs> and second of all, it's like they they're just living their lives. They don't even know that these people didn't even know that there was an invasion by another country or that the Russians left. Right. It's truly amazing. Yeah, because the Russians, amazing. I mean, you know, before before we showed up in Afghanistan bombing the fuck out of them, the Russians were over there bombing the fuck out of them. Yeah. Oh, and they got and I mean and people you know, they, they kicked the Russians as people who went, well, because, you know, the United States helped them and everything. I really wish the United States didn't help them because I'm telling you, they would have kicked the Russians ass, man. Yeah, they would have kicked. It's Russians. wild, man. I, you know, if, and for, you know, we talked about this quite a bit on the show too. the, uh, you know, the Afghan papers show clearly, I mean, that, that there was no way we were ever going to be able to win that war. We knew that just because of the terrain, we couldn't win that war. Yeah. I mean, anyone who, um, who read what's his name's book? Um, Latrell. The one the way he got, they got shot down and they had to throw themselves down. Um, oh, the lone survivor now. guys. Yeah. 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 Um, just look at that terrain. Look at the terrain they had to deal with just on a local level. Yeah. I mean, just from where they went down. I mean, that's what do you, it, 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 I think what does Scott say? One of the biggest cash grabs of all time. Just oh, 20 yeah. years of cash and 20 years of more than a trillion dollars just going through funneling everywhere. Not and, not to mention um, cheap uh, cheap opiates. Oh, yeah. And, well, and um, I've had Major Danny Sherson on a couple, t- you know, a few times. We usually talk about history because he taught um, military history at, at, um, at West Point. But, you know, he was also in Iraq for the surge and in Afghanistan for the surge. And he had a forward operating base that was like never getting attacked and no one ever got killed even when they went out on patrol sure. and like they would send the generals would come in and go, how are you doing this? And he'd go, we pay off the Taliban. When we go out on patrol, we pay them not to kill us. Right. That's all you really need to know about what was going on in Afghanistan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy shit, man. Uh, we got some more super chats. Let's see. Uh, Brandon Hiles. Thanks for the $5 super chat. He said, alien is the better movie, but I prefer the thing. Oh yeah, thing was amazing. Oh my god, my you know Kurt 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 Russell was in that. Yeah, 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 very young, very young. Yeah, yeah, and and calls himself still calls himself an anarchist to this day. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. There's a few people like that in Hollywood. Uh, Gary Oldman is one of them as well. Mm -hmm. Which uh, it probably I I talked about this a lot with my friends. Like you know, if you're talking about the most underrated actors in the world, Gary Oldman is up there, man. He played Sid Vicious and Sid and Nancy. He played Sid Vicious. I mean, he's played so many. He played uh, Van- Dragon. Yeah, the, the top of the professional. Oh, oh god. My god, it was one of the great, one of the greatest. Like, uh, I mean, just amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula. He played Dracula. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. he's done so many good things. And then detect, you know, Detective Gordon in the in the Dark Knight series. I mean, he's done yeah, yeah. some really good shit. Uh, Daniel 
Uh, Daniel three biblical anarchy through ten dollars super chase said, tell Pete despite our Twitter clashes I still love him I agree we don't we I agree we need non-compliance and we certainly need to be willing to fight and we have to focus on the local level a hundred percent hope no hard feelings love him too yeah he's cool man I had him on the show he's he's uh he's also one of the executive I just producers don't know how to back down on Twitter do why and why should you it's Twitter. <laughs> you know i try to t- i try to tell people like if you if, hey if you're uh one of those people who gets really easily offended just leave twitter go back to facebook man uh, yeah. like seriously don't come on twitter because th- th- we have a very facebook can be worse <laughs> oh yeah but on t- yeah well it just depends you i mean you can you can really uh you can really lock down what you see on facebook you know what i mean well apparently now that everybody on like twitter blocks sarwalk sarwalk's going absolutely insane on like facebook dude have you everything. seen his posts he gets like six likes now. Oh yeah, that's awesome. It's gone. Like everybody, he has no more like platform. It's gone. Just starving him. Just starving. I love him. it, dude. It's beautiful. We did the same thing to Archie too. Um, and and now Archie's uh, he blocked me a long time. Ago. Oh yeah, he's not gonna deal with you. You're you're a dirty white supremacist, dude. I was told, dude. I, I was told um, by a mutual friend of ours that who's still in like this chat that. Archie's in that like I'm one of his favorite like he talks about me every day Archie yeah oh yeah like, in this chat in this like messenger group he talks about me every day Hudak talks about you all the time too man oh that's cool that's fine yeah yeah, yeah those guys care. those and and me dude if you go into the Fakertarians like I'm in the Fakertarians they have like a like a community group on Facebook I swear to God man there's like 20 posts a day about me and I'm like I got I got like I got another thirty days on Facebook, so I've been trying to stay off. You know what I got thirty days for? What? What'd you do now? Pete? I put up a post that said, um, "said I'd rather the Taliban have all those weapons than my local police department." Yeah, well, I mean, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? What are they going to do to us? They're going to do shit to us, and uh, yeah. you know, and fucking, it's just Facebook so. Facebook gave me thirty days for that. It's so weird, dude. The whole thing is so weird. <laughs> uh, thanks, Brandon Kane, for becoming a, the newest supporter of Break the Cycle. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, cigars and cig arms, five dollars super chat. Hey, Pete, didn't you say you were doing a documentary on the Popo? Is there an ETA yeah, on yeah. that? Um, yeah, actually, uh, well, uh, ETA, no, we learned on the first one. We don't make, yeah. we don't say when it's going to come out. Um, but we're getting into the interviews. Um, I'm going to be talking to Bruce Benson, who wrote to serve and protect really good, um, anarcho-capitalist Austrian economist. Um, one of my favorite books because I- I'm going to interview him for my podcast on Friday. I mean, in his book, he, he does stuff like he goes back to the colonies and shows how they handled private policing he talks he's one of the people who busted the myth of the um the old west being like shootouts and violent and everything i mean he just shows how like people in the old west just kept their doors open you know it was trains got robbed every once in a while i mean it was like barely any banks got robbed and i i can't wait we're i'm going to talk to him about being in the uh in the documentary but yeah i mean we're um the one thing that we were able to do on this one was get a research team together up front and we didn't collect as much money as we wanted to for this but we definitely have enough money to pay people which Thanks. no one got paid no one got paid on the first one i mean, I mean we lost money on the first sure. one so um yeah we were out of pocket on the first one although we did we thought naively we could do it for fifteen thousand dollars we got 25 and then people even gave more after that and then we had to take money out of pocket but it was fine i love it and it's on amazon prime so it's like i mean i i have a freaking documentary where my name is in the first executive producer credit and i'm on amazon prime that's just so exciting and it's an amazing documentary yeah it's um, really really good if you haven't seen it definitely go watch the monopoly on violence it's amazing it's worth every every second i promise and the um but yeah, yeah, we're oh this this is going to happen and it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. What I think what people really need to understand is that we're this is not a libertarian documentary. Uh, we're aiming this to the mainstream. And so a lot of the solutions we're looking at are solutions that I've written I've been writing about for years within the system. And of course we're going to have solutions outside of the system. I already got a um, an okay from Dale Brown. Um, Detroit threat management to be uh, to be interviewed and everything because I've interviewed him a bunch of times and um, so yeah I mean I'm looking really looking forward to this one but I it's gonna look this one's gonna look so much different because 
you know, we had Cody, we brought Cody Smith in from, I think we, he was in the Tom Woods Facebook group. And that's how he just offered his services at the last minute. And he did the whole intro, like the intro right up to where we start the interview with James C. Scott in the beginning. And it just looks beautiful. Well, he's in for the whole thing this time. Oh, nice. So this thing is going to look unbelievable. And it's going to be like, you know, totally ready for Netflix. Now, if it gets on Netflix, different story. But, um, you know, I, I th- I'm really excited for this. Well, uh, when you when you get there, man, when you get to that shopping uh, area, let let me know, man, because um, remember you remember go if you go back, I was I was going to try and do a documentary with my buddy James Smith from from uh, from England, and then when 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 uh, Vinnie Marshall told me you guys were doing the documentary, I was like, all right, we'll put it back on the back burner and not fuck around. But I know a guy who back then was able to maybe help us get it on Netflix. So if you know if that's something that okay. you got going on, dude, because. Netflix have changed the game, dude. I mean, if you guys got on Netflix, you know, yeah. unfortunately, well, we'd love to get Monopoly on on Netflix, but I don't know that we, I don't know that they'd ever allow that. Yeah, I don't Netflix. know, man. They they let little eleven year old girls twerk, but putting putting a documentary about the, the Monopoly on violence might be rough, you know. Dude, I would love to see Jeff Dice, Lou Rockwell, Ryan McMakin on the Netflix. most based motherfuckers on the planet on Netflix. Dude, that'd be so. Good. <laughs> it, it makes me so happy that they're on Amazon Prime. When I saw I saw Lou recently, and I'm like. How does it feel knowing that you're in a documentary on Amazon Prime and he just chuckled? <laughs> That's so funny, man. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm I'm stoked. And how dare you make something that's not not uh, aimed at libertarians, Pete? Uh, I know, I know, Nazi. I know. Uh, well, I'm trying to change the culture, man. That's good. Cool. That's what we have to do, man. The, you know, it's it's the culture war is uh, is absolutely insane. And in fact, I'm doing my hundredth episodes coming up in like two weeks, and I'm doing a, a roundtable about the culture war, man. And, and if you want to come on to that, you'd be you'd be more than uh, just let me know. More than I'd, I'd love to come on. And yeah, I got I got Maj and I got Phil from uh, from All That Remains is coming on. I was trying to get Dave and Eric July, but Dave's big time in me right now. I don't know what I did, dude. I must have pissed him oh, off. Oh man, Dave. <laughs> I was like, Dave, you got to come on. It's my hundredth show, man. Already, it's been like six months. A hundred shows. Uh, top last. I got Tom on my hundred. I got Tom on my hundredth show. I was trying to do Tom too. I was. I was trying to make it because I think mm-hmm. I could do eight people with my new setup. And so I was like, man, it'd be really nice to have just like dope culture war talk for like two hours. You know what I mean? Um, the guest on my five hundred show pissed a lot of people off. Which one was that? You have Nick Fuentes, Curtis Yarbin. Oh, who cares? I, Curtis is awesome, man. I, I, I it's so I funny, dude. I get, I get a lot of shit. I want to get Curtis on the show too. He's great, man. Uh, He's awesome. You know, and, but anytime I bring up the cathedral, the the Lulberts are like, "Oh, you're you're a white nationalist." I'm like, "Do you realize that if it was an anti-Semitic term, we would you know call it the synagogue or the you know what I mean, like yeah. or, or temple, the temple, not not you well, know the cathedral." They're, that's because they're not clever. They don't know. They, they you ever notice that like the only people who hear dog whistles are like the people who like I mean, it's like I, I've never heard. I've never thought that somebody was dog whistling to me. Right. Me neither. And who would they, who would I, who would be dog whistling to me anyway? The, the, the Spanish, like white nationalists. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure there are some out there. I'm sure that John Hudak can come up with like a couple Spanish white nationalists uh, that, He's got like five screenshots of saved from like 10 yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago. And you're like, dude, just give me a break. Yeah, it's, it's funny because these guys are in the in that group now calling me a white nationalist because I have had uh, Ryan Dawson on and now I've, I'm having you Ryan's on. And, yeah, and I had, Ryan's awesome. yeah, and I had, uh, who, who else Who else was it that they really hated that I just had? Oh, Jared from Hoppian.org. And, and, uh, oh, Jared's amazing. Yeah, Jared's dude, great. Jared's awesome. He's great. Oh but, but there's some papers oh from Hoppian.org that, that really oh, upset. Yeah, they really yeah, upset them. They're pretty based. Yeah, they're pretty based. And so, yeah. And so uh, they're all calling me a white nationalist now, and I'm like, "You fucking idiots! I'm half Israeli. Like, I'm I'm literally half. My dad's side of the family's from from Israel. My mom's side of the family is mostly Spanish. Like, you guys my, are idiots. My my dad's side of the family, the Spanish side of the family, is Sephardic Jews, and my and my grandmother on my mother's side is is a uh, Ashkenazi Jew. Oh. It's like I'm the, the, 75% Jewish. Yeah. But I fucking hate Israel and I want to see them burn to the ground, but you know. Right, but but because that has nothing because that, that has nothing to do with Judaism. That's that's what I try <laughs> to explain to people and it's it's so funny that if you talk about, you know, the the apartheid state there or you talk about, you know, Zionism, Zionism, you're automatically anti-Semitic and it's like my family is Israeli. 
and they hate the Zionist government. It's just like us here. Yeah. It's like libertarians here in this country talking about our neocon government or our progressive left government. It's the same fucking thing. It, it's just you can't talk about Israel because if you do it about Israel, you're anti-Semitic, which is bullshit. Well, absolute bullshit. Well, I mean, my partner, the legendary Sheldon Richman at the, Liber- at the Libertarian Institute. Oh, boy. Wrote coming to Palestine. I mean, he is one of the most anti-Zionist people on the planet. He doesn't even consider himself a Jew anymore because he he says you're a Jew if you practice Judaism. Right. And I've actually heard Ben Shapiro say that. I've actually heard Ben Shapiro say, I don't believe you're born a Jew. I believe you're a Jew if you practice Judaism. And then again, he, he of course, supports a country that if you can just prove you have one drop worth of Jewish blood, you can go there and get a free house right. that they, well, a free house that they stolen from somebody else. Oh, it just sounds like, you know, I mean, what's funny, you ever notice that Israel is like the saving, is like the only saving grace for democracy in the Middle East, and they're like a socialist freaking country? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, democracy almost always, always devolt, like, uh, uh, becomes this socialist. Well, they were socialists from the start. Yeah. You can go there and get a free house. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. It's free. It's like, what the hell is that? That's it, kids. You, we're moving. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> hey, I've thought about invoking it. Yeah, well, it's I also fun. have it's... German. I also have German citizenship. I've thought about trying to get elected to nine seats. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Germany's all right, man. The, the, you know, if you can get past their socialized medicine and, and socialist bullshit, the, the Germans are pretty everywhere. cool. I mean, yeah, that's well, everywhere. They, you know, the, the Israelis. States. There's a lot of Israelis that are really fucking cool too, man. And there's a lot of people oh, live yeah. there that fucking hate their government. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But it's uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, when you, when you def- oh, especially the um especially the um the hardcore orthodox oh yeah 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 oh they can't stand it man they're always getting the idf is always kicking their ass yep but yep. they come back and they protest like crazy yeah yeah it's it's uh it's pretty funny man i um my 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 daughter my 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 blood daughter her mother is uh is ashkenazi jew and then i'm half israeli and my family's like they're orthodox and um off obviously like anti-zionist jews my my dad's side of the family um so we have enough i mean israel we might come to you man you know what i mean i'm just kidding uh let's see i mean do i do, do i have to prove that i had a breast to you know, yeah it? no shit uh <laughs> top lops the two dollar super chat thanks man he said voters are the terrorists yes yes Yes, we uh, when I had Jared on on Friday night, we talked about monarchy. It pissed some people off too, and I, I said, oh, I said, dude. I said, I think it'd be like, you know, at this point after watching, so so America is like the first, like really, it's the first experiment in in like nationwide democracy, right? Like it's the first one where the youngest country in the world, where I like to call us the rebellious teenager, um, and uh, and uh, we're already within two hundred and fifty years, you know, just completely becoming a socialist hellscape because this is what democracy descends into every time it almost be better to have a one benevolent monarch who makes all the fucking decisions because you know you can always kill the king man yeah and i'll tell you though hoppa's book democracy of the god that failed is i read it and then recently when i did my big move and i drove 13 hours i listened to another three quarters of it and it is to me it's required if i think that you could be like an unbelievably solid libertarian and understand political power if you just read democracy the god that failed and james james burnham's the machiavellians if you just read those both both of those two books you probably be one of the most solid political thinkers on the planet sure yeah and that's um you know that was something that i was talking with jared about too it's it's like you know, Jared's like super anti-political action, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. big time. And oh, I, is it, well, I thought he was. I thought he was for local action, like lo- Papa, well, local, um, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And he said locals fine. That's me and he, too. Yeah. yeah, and he thinks the community stuff is good and smart, and and uh, he likes how the Mises Caucus has a focus on that that local localized mm-hmm. pol- uh, politics. Um, but he doesn't agree with the national stuff, obviously. And uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me either. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I I it took me a long time to get there, dude. Like a long time because I was like, you know, and I, I still sit on the Libertarian National Committee, and I still, you know, I still want to see a presidential candidate that's going to do a fifty-state media tour and 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 balk like these these hardcore 
uh, libertarian ideals to the to the media every chance they get. You know, somebody maybe like Dave Smith. I don't know. It might be a good idea. You know, um, but I, I do believe that you know all politics is local, and we should be trying to trying to affect things in our community because that's where we can make the biggest difference for sure. Um, let's see. We got some more uh, libertarian podcast review. Will Pete or you contribute to Archie Flowers GoFundMe to keep him in his apartment and car running? You know, I actually donated twenty dollars to that earlier. If anybody's wondering. Is he having problems? Yeah, he got he got. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but he he put out a GoFundMe and Fakertarians put it out, and, and like all all the fucking donors are like Tower Power Hour people. Me, there's somebody put Nick Fuentes uh, on there. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, let yeah. me know. I'll um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw something. Like I, like Archie. Listen, I talked a little bit about how somebody always comes by and reports my YouTube videos every night. I know it's not Archie. I know Archie isn't doing that shit. He's he's fucking a little out there and he's crazy and he says a lot of really dumb shit and he's he misdirects his anger but nobody wants to see anybody get fucked over like that so uh. no 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 i want to see dude i want libertarians to thrive if you're claiming libertarianism i want you to thrive yeah you know it's like the whole harry brown thing you know it's like libertarians should be the most um successful people Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over i mean that's the way we get power that's the way we get influence sure and that that's the way people look and they're like hey what's that guy doing i want to what's that guy or girl doing i want to be like them yeah you know and then like i remember um when jeremy jeremy kaufman was on um Fakertarians, and like one of them started shitting on him because like the FEC was co- or not the FEC, but the SEC was coming after his company, uh, coming after Odyssey. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck is? Do you know that he has employees? He spent two million dollars on that lawsuit already. I mean, do you? Re- but, but do you realize he has employees? Right. Do you realize if he goes under, people are out of a job. They don't care. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's all about their virtue, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you think that they're all evil because they work for him? I hung out with Jeremy at Porkfest. Jeremy and I hung out with Rachel at Porkfest. I fucking love those guys, man. I mean, that, that's Are you talking about Rachel? Right Rachel? Rachel? Black? His wife? Oh, his wife. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know his wife's name was Rachel. I never, never seen yeah. her. Oh God, they're so they're like the most amazing couple. Oh yeah, Jeremy's like evil. Jeremy's like just an absolute sweetheart. Yeah, like absolute yeah. sweetheart, and I and I and he, one of the best people at Ryland, one of the best people at Ryan Ryland people. Up yeah, he doesn't the, um, he doesn't care. He'll just say whatever, whatever, because yeah, yeah. he's not he doesn't care what people think of him, and you know that's one of the reasons why he's been so fucking successful in the tech business too. You know what I mean? And you know, there's a lot of people like that in, in big tech. You know, and and we just need them to start taking over all these fucking social media companies. What we need to do. Um, yeah, the reason I mean, the reason why I think one of the. I think one of the reasons why I'm at the point now where I don't have a job and I do this full time is because I don't give a fuck. Right. And I think that people see that. And I think pe- I think people have had enough of respectable libertarians who, you know, wear bow ties and stuff like that. No, fuck that. Yeah. It's time. I, I think I told um I said this when Eric, Eric July was on my show once. So we need some hoodie motherfuckers up there delivering a message now you know this is some bullshit yeah that's that's where i'm at now too uh i got you know i i traveled for four years and i went to 40 states and i always wore a suit and now now yeah now people are yeah exactly (laughs) now people are asking me to come do speaking uh engagements that aren't for my chair runs and I'm like, I ain't wearing a fucking suit for that shit. You know that, right? I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna do my hair, and I'm gonna put a hoodie and some jeans on, and I'm gonna come and do it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where I'm at. Because I, you know, I, I I never liked wearing the suit. I'm not like respectability politics guy. If I had become chair, I would have worn it for you know party functions and stuff. Because yeah. you know it's the proper thing to do. But I'm I'm not the party chair. I'm a fucking at large rep uh, who who has a, a online show. You know what I mean? Like why do I need to be all super respectable? But yeah, I, I agree. I think people are done with the it respectability. Only looks like a pedophile in his picture. On God the, damn. On, Damn it, dude. Damn it, Pete. 
You hurt my heart, man. You really killed me with that, dude. I was like, ouch, Pete, ouch. <laughs> Pete, so if you guys oh aren't, if God. you guys don't know, uh, what what show were you on where you were talking about that just recently? Was that a... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember. I, I, oh, my God. One of our friends' shows, dude. There's yeah, so, yeah. All you motherfuckers got shows. I can't keep up with you. Uh, <sighs> what show was it? It wasn't... Uh, was it Chase? No, it wasn't Chase, was it? No. I can't remember, man. Chase who? Uh, Chase Geyser from One American Podcast. It wasn't him. No, no, no. I haven't been on that. Um, wasn't Nick Ashley. It, wasn't any of those guys. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but was. yeah, so so Pete made a, a post on on Twitter uh, saying if you scroll down the L and C pictures on on the on the LP website that it looks like uh the, what is it? The, did you say the DNC is like pedophile it, yeah, dropouts looks, or something? Yeah, it looks like where the DNC said all uh, said all their people who got accused of pedophilia. Oh God, but damn. I didn't I didn't tweet it. Remember what yeah, I did? Yeah, I know you just screenshotted. I, like, it and posted it yeah i get it i know i know the I game made, i made a draft and i screenshot it and i said hey at least i didn't tweet it i know the game i know the game brother and and uh and it, it you know it hurt my heart man i was like jesus man i i got seven kids pete what are you doing oh i know you know you just really have to do better with that picture it was a rough it was a rough picture scary. it was a rough picture i know and i didn't take the pictures or they would have been a lot better uh craig five dollar super chat man thanks a lot he said uh love monopoly on violence thanks for all you do pete craig Dutch, he's the man he's like one of my favorite people uh ken throw through a five dollar super chat matt sickmeyer through a twenty dollar super chat he wants to know if pete ever gets down to his area of savannah pete is hot fire keep it up i guess you're kind of gone from that area now huh? yeah i'm up north now i'm uh I- i'm in I'm a Midwesterner now. Midwestern? Oh, are you? I'm a Midwesterner now, yeah. Where, Pete? Where? Are you close to I'm me? Somewhere, I'm somewhere in Ohio. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's like... Uh, kind of Ohio's, the Midwest. Yeah, Ohio's weird. It's like Midwest-East. Yeah, it's like um, the ghetto of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in like, I'm like in the dead center of, of America, man. You know what I mean? I was, uh, but you know, it's, I think it's only like an eight hour drive up, up there or something from, from where we're at, eight to 10 hours, depending on where you're at, I guess. But uh, now you get to have Skyline Chili whenever you want, bro. I used to live in South Florida and there were actually Skyline Chili's in South Florida. Yeah, someone was telling me that they I had, had them in Florida, before. man. I love Skyline. Yeah, in Broward I, County, right on University Drive and like right between Sunrise and I can't remember, but there was one right on University Drive there. And I went there a couple of times and I'm like, all right, chocolate and chili. It's good. First two times. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, somebody said an ad just interrupted the stream. I'm really sorry, guys. I didn't. I, I That's very weird uh skipping around a bit yeah i don't know what's going on man let's uh i hope i hope you guys don't keep having problems with the stream i know uh so i actually have uh the dvr uh, like setting set on here so people that come in late can start at the beginning if they want to okay so it might be what you're what you're experiencing um andy baker you didn't even ask me why i went to stupid ohio oh yeah why did you go to ohio dude my fiance is here. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I so AC for AC for truth. Yeah, let's talk about Twitter. that because because that just came out yeah. of the fucking blue, Pete. Right? Like I I uh, I, I went on Stacy's show. Um, God, it's got to be a couple months now. I mean, before right right around the time I was starting the show, uh, I went on Stacy's show. She's wonderful, by the way. I, I love her death. And uh, and uh, then I saw Porkfest, and you guys were like hugging at Porkfest, and I didn't I didn't think anything of that. You know what I mean? And then I saw you guys calling each other baby online, and I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? How did that happen, dude? Um, I mean, just she attacked me on Twitter. So I mean, you know, she attacked me on Twitter. That's how it happened. Yeah. Then we got into DMs and, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. Nice, dude. Good job, bro. Proud of you, buddy. I, uh, and, and you were like, you were like going through some rough shit already, too. So it was like good timing for you. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, yeah. That all that's, uh, all that's set aside and good. And yeah, all that ended very well. And good happy i'm yeah. glad so so some people are saying that the stream dropped but i still see a bunch of people chatting about what we're talking about so i'm thinking you're probably having problems not us i'm just gonna let you know uh let's see we got some other super chats try i try to address all the super chats during my show because i'm still small enough to do that you know what i mean but it's getting to a point where i'm probably not going to be able to always do that anymore which is a good problem to have it is it's a good yeah. problem to have you know yeah. what i mean i have i had my most the most super chats i ever had was i streamed with Scott last week on Tuesday night about the Afghan about the the end of the Afghanistan war and 
that was a lot of super chats. I was pretty happy because I don't live stream a lot. Yeah. And uh, I want a lot. Now that I'm doing this full time, I'm going to live stream more and everything. And if people want to send me money, I'm not going to I'm not going to um, say no. I like the but, live um, stream. I like the live stream. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's more I fun. do, too. Yeah. I do, too. But I, I like I don't want to live stream by myself. I want to make sure I'm live streaming with someone so True. that, you know, we can. Yeah, have a yeah. Go back and forth. Um, let's see. We got some more super chats here. Uh, Josh Russo, five dollars super chat. He said, "Cactus gang." I don't know what that is. Is that something? Oh, because you got a cactus behind you. Duh! I love cactus, man. Uh, let's see. Nick Ashley, five dollars super chat. Did you all see Archie's begging for money to pay bills? Yes, I actually I threw him money. I think I think I saw Nick Ashley had thrown him some money too, though. Uh, End democracy, five dollars. He said controversy? Question mark. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do best. Jared. That's Jared. Oh, it is. Yeah. Duh. 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 What's up, buddy? How you doing? Love you to death, man. Uh, I, I'm taking, I'm taking some, some arrows for you from the Frakertarians, man. It's really hard. It's hard stuff to deal with. Uh, Daniel three, biblical anarchy, five dollars. Super chat. He said, do you guys think Molyneux is too far right? I have issues with him, but I feel the good outweighs the bad, especially in the current culture war. I'm not a huge Molyneux fan. Uh, I was, I think that a lot of his theory was great. Um, and I'm a big fan of his peaceful parenting stuff for sure. That's, uh, really had a big influence on how I parent, but I, I, I bet Pete it likes him a lot better. Huh? No, I never listened. Um, oh, really? When he was like really getting, when he was big, like I got into libertarianism in like 07. And by 11, I had read like pretty much everything I wanted to read. And then I was over the next five, the next five years, I was um, working off the books, doing a lot of work, but I was also studying world religions. I was doing like, um, I was studying Hinduism. I was practicing Hinduism for a little while. Um, I was practicing Buddhism for a little while. And that was right around the time, I guess, that a lot of people were really getting into them. And I just wasn't into libertarianism. And then when I got back in in 2016, I guess he had gone that other route. And I really didn't get, he wasn't really on my radar until 2017. And everybody's like, oh, he's a white supremacist. And Trump broke his brain and everything like that. And I'm like, I didn't care. So it's like he never got on my radar. Um, I've been I've watched a an, an episode of a podcast where he was talking about peaceful parenting, and I thought that was the most ama- one of the most amazing things I ever heard because I grew up in a very abusive household, sure. and um, yeah, so I understand that you know how the, the kind of scars and how they stay with you over decades. Yeah, it was um, you know I, I I talk about this a little bit uh, family wise. It's not something I've really talked about publicly, but uh, my daughter who lives with me now is sixteen and actually has a daughter, so my my granddaughter lives here as well. Uh, when she was like three or four. Uh, we were camping and she wouldn't listen to anybody. I swatted her on the butt. Um, she turned around and she gave me the big blue eyes and I started crying. <laughs> and then I, I never, ever, ever laid my hands on my kids ever again. And and now, you know, with seven in the house, there's days where it's like you want to yell and scream. And it's so it's 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 really a challenging thing to be a peaceful parent. And, and but uh, um, because Molyneux and several other people too. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of peaceful parenting uh, advocates out there. Um, but his yeah. just is is his theory on it solid. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of how I am now, you know. And and even at first, when I first, you know, we went from having two kids in the house to having seven kids in the house in one year. Uh, you know, at first it was like it was like ripping my hair out, you know, just like crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, but, but, uh, it's, it becomes easier and the kids, you know, they learn to appreciate it. You know, you don't got to beat the shit out of your kids to get them to listen to you, man. I know some people don't agree with you, but, um, are you, uh, are someone was talking about you being a Florida Panthers fan, man? Are you a Panthers fan? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Time. I, I had season tickets for a bunch of years. Yeah. Nice. You guys got Joe Thornton now, man. Uh, that's that's so insane. Yeah, of dude. course. At the we get everybody at the end of their career, except for Pavel Bure, man. When we got Pavel Bure back in like '96, traded Eddie Eddie Jovanovski for him. I mean, Bure was still just fire on fire. Some of the best games I ever went to was Pavel Bure just taking over a game, and then you know, like he'd score his fifth goal in the, in the third period and just get lightly checked and his knee would just pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those fun things. It was one, I mean, not, not fun for fun for him, but you know, it's just like, Oh, well, there we go. 
<laughs> well, I'm a I'm a Shark, San Jose Sharks fan, uh, so uh, you yeah, Joey was yeah. You guys well, want to I mean, know? Joey how. was originally Boston. I mean, so, yeah, he was a Bruins. He was a Bruin for, first, and then. Uh, but I mean, he, he was is, drafted by the Bruins. Yeah, yeah, but then he was. Uh, I mean, he was Mr. San Jose. Him and, and you know, like and Joe Pavelski and and uh, uh, Marlowe and, and these guys. I mean, they you know, it's oh, like, yeah, that was a, that was an amazing team. Marlowe's it just sucks so because you know in the you know a couple decades that they've been. A, a hockey team uh there's only been like four years maybe five years where they didn't go to the playoffs and we still don't have a cup so you want to talk about like letdown team of the century you know what I mean? <laughs> my my favorite players have always been highly skilled players that had a real edge to them and thornton was definitely that guy like my favorite hockey player of all time was peter forsberg who played for colorado um, for years he was originally drafted by the flyers but um he was one of the most talented players I ever saw, and he won those cups with Joe Sackick and Patrick Waugh at the um, in Colorado when they moved from Quebec. And um, but he was he played so hard and he would go into the corners so hard to dig pucks out that he was always hurt. So yeah, that, that it's like I've always had this thing where it's like my favorite players were like spent maybe didn't play eighty two games a year, maybe they played fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Uh, everybody's talking about ads and and the stream drop, and I don't. I usually have ads on, uh, and it's usually just like an ad at the beginning and end. So I don't know why it's doing it in the middle. Next next time, uh, next time I'll make sure that I'll, I'll I won't turn the ads on for the live stream. So I apologize, guys. Uh, let's see. Let's let's get some more of these. We're we're like fifty minutes in, and then uh, we're gonna end up doing the members only stream where there won't be any ads at all in the members only stream. I don't I don't charge anybody for that except for the six bucks a month if you guys want to be a member of the show. Um, but let's see. Uh, Shannon Lee said, if we all see how local elections are key to win, shouldn't a Dave Smith run for say a position for New York governor over a presidential race? See, here's the thing, and I'm that's, gonna that's not local enough, right? Well, here's the thing, and and this is what I this is why I want to see Dave Smith run for president. Because it, all the presidential races for the Libertarian Party is a 50-state media tour. You have 50 states and a year to try and get into as much media as possible. Dave can do that. If anybody yeah. can do it, Dave can do it. And Dave can get on Joe Rogan. He can get on Fox. He can get on all this stuff and, and spread Libertarian ideals. That's what our presidential – we know our presidential candidate is not going to win the presidential election in 2024 or 2028. or I mean, it, it could be uh, two decades. You know what I mean? It, yeah, if it ever happens. Not in our life, though. Right. Yeah. Right. So so uh, we need to, you know, we have to. First of all, if you want to keep a political party, you have to run a presidential candidate. It's how we keep uh, ballot access sure. in like 35 states. So we have to run a presidential candidate. I don't think we should put all of our resources into a presidential candidate. I think we should target states like Wyoming and New Hampshire and uh, maybe even places like Rhode Island where there's less than a million people and just start taking every seat we can um, and just put our resources there. That's what I think we should be doing as a national party. That's what I would have done had I been the chair of the national party. I would have ramped up the the frontier project and and really just focused on these targeted races for state house and and even local races you know what i mean um but no it is it is it is important uh to run a presidential candidate and i think if somebody is going to do it it should be a high profile person that uh you know really understands our ideals and can can message in a way that that hits normie's hearts what do you think pete yeah yeah i think that the great thing about dave is that first of all he's so eloquent and thinks on his feet. I mean, I know that he probably doesn't do any preparation for his show and except maybe read the article and he just comes up with ideas and he, you know, it's like I, I was interviewing him the other night. I sent him an article previous. He didn't make any notes. He just had the stuff stored in his head. And that was, that's awesome. Um, also, I think that if he actually runs and even, and if he gets the nomination, and I really wish they did the nomination a lot earlier um, than, you know, the, <laughs> it, it should be way before and give a chance to do start that tour early. But yeah, he's going to be able to do Rogan. He's going to be able to do um, Dave Rubin. He's going to be able to do um, Tim Cast. But also, it's there's going to be a novelty aspect to it. It's like, wait a minute, the stand-up comedian is running for president at, of the Libertarian Party. And... It, and he doesn't have to wear a boot on his head. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, generous. Um, the and he doesn't. What it's going to be is that people are going to underestimate him. 
they're going to be like you know, people in a newsroom will underestimate them. They'll be like, okay, you know, so there's a, this comedian's running, ha ha ha. And then they bring him in. They probably don't do any prep on it, and he just starts banging on Yemen right. or starts banging on what's going on in Somalia, and they're not going to be ready. I mean, they're. It, it, I wouldn't be shocked if he did some interviews and got some interviews and if they're not live, they would scrap him, Right. Because he's just, he's going to nail it. I mean, he just always does. So um, I really don't know what kind of, you know, like how many people he's going to attract uh, that he, when he runs, how many people he would attract to, you know, libertarianism, quote unquote, and you know, people that would stay, you know, and yeah, it would have some staying power. But I mean, I know that it will be the message will get out there. And even if it's at a time when we're going through COVID-24, right. at least it's in people's minds. At least he's planting seeds in people's minds. But, you know, who knows what the hell's going to happen, man? The world is a, you know, I mean, if you would have told me 18 months ago that the world would look like it, that, that I would walk into a grocery store and, people were wearing masks voluntarily. I would have told you you're out of your fucking mind. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. The whole thing has just been absolutely insane uh, to watch. Uh, and, thankfully, and I've been wearing masks. Yeah, I, and, and I don't even know why I'm talking about masks. I mean, you're talking about mandating vaccines. I think that's way more insane. And I'm sure the fakertarians are okay with that. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. Well, as long as the private business does it, bro. Oh, it's private business, bro. You know. Because private businesses really want to mandate this shit. It has nothing to do with the government at all. It's all private. They're going to be the most. They're going to be the most fucking consistent motherfuckers on the box car. Dude, we said the this. Most idealistic <laughs> motherfuckers on the box car, and they're going to leave because it's going to be a privately owned box car by Walmart or Amazon. They're going to leave like a fucking Yelp review because it was air conditioned. Yeah, I we t- we actually said that exact same thing last night on the show with Top Lobster. Like they're going to be the most consistent people. On on the box car, dude. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right, all right. We're getting close to the end here, but let me get let me just uh, get the rest of these. Uh, Andy Baker, five dollars super chat. Thanks, man. He said the live stream's about 15 minutes ahead of me. You guys are great. Is the solution red pilling the cops? Larkin's candles uh, class, or what? What do you think the solution is? It's hard to red pill people who are who's their their mortgage their kids schooling their the f-150 that get it all getting paid for is relies on them being blue-pilled yeah and literally literally blue-pilled yeah um i i like i think larkin rose is great when it comes to uh, being a consistent, principled philosopher, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, saw, but I, I debated, um, I debated Larkin Rose for about two and a half hours during Anarcho Polco, and uh, I even had Ar- Agoris coming to me saying that you won, you know, and I, it was, it was, is political action consistent with libertarian philosophy or ideals, and and uh, you know, he really kind of let me paint him into a corner, and then kind of had to, he had to, he really had to show some hypocrisy to make his argument. And it was like. You know, uh, I think that it can be uh, if it's a defensive thing, and and uh, you know, so that's where I'm at. But I don't. I'm one of. The, I'm not one of those people. Who are like, if you're not going to get involved, then don't. Then shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not a fucking loser. Uh, let's see. Let's let's get through some more of these real quick. Uh, Fubu, thanks for the two dollars super chat. He said, "Cheering episode of uh, Free Man Beyond the Wall was great." I didn't hear that one. Which one? Cheering. He's oh, Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. It was, I had the uh, Sharon's that town in Mexico that kicked out all the politicians. And oh, the cartel. yeah. And, uh, Matt King is a documentary filmmaker. He went down there and did like a 23 minute documentary on it. And it's actually in towards the end of Monopoly on Violence. There's a clip from right. We use a clip from that. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, thank, I, you. thank you. Yeah. We good. talked about a lot. We talked about a lot of other stuff besides Sharon, like how he almost died in a forest fire recently. Oh, geez. In California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go figure. That's how fire. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, he got in fire, yeah. Fret pound $5 super chat. He said, God damn. I love Pete. We'll listen to anything he's on. I already listened to his podcast though. Thanks man. 
We'll make sure you Thank subscribe you. to mine too. We got great people on every night. We lost a ton of viewers. I think I think what happened was uh I think those those ads were like fucking it up somehow. I'm not gonna run ads on my live streams anymore. I didn't know it was doing like ads in the in the middle of the stream. I thought it just did it at the, at the beginning and end. Yeah. Uh Fubudu, thanks for becoming a new uh a new supporter of the show. Also Bradley Ray. Thank you guys. Uh TJ Fitzsimmons, ten dollar super chase said, Let's go Canucks. No, get out. <laughs> I get out. No. Uh with the Kings, two dollar super chat. The my this my only social public voice. Love you guys. Uh Omoy Kane, three dollars. Josh Pete Pete accepts XMR, so should you. Great show. I have I guess I can put my I can put all my wallet addresses in the in you know in the uh uh, description of the streams if you guys want me to. On my uh, website. I definitely yeah. accept all Monero, man. I'm a big fan of the Moneros. So oh, yeah. uh absolutely. I have all that stuff. All of it. So um uh I'm really, really sorry guys that you guys had a, a choppy stream tonight. Hopefully it won't be like that. Uh at the end at when you guys if you want to go back and watch it or whatever. Um let me know if in the comments if if you're watching this and it's not live and it's doing that. But that's really well, weird. Choppy on this end? Yeah, I usually don't have ads in the in in like in between. I wonder if they change something. Usually, it's just an ad in the beginning and then an ad at the end. So, uh, I really apologize with you for you guys. Uh, Michael Rufu, ten dollars super chat. Thanks, Rufo. Said because why not? What's up, suckers? Great show tonight. End democracy. Five dollars super chat. Everyone read what must be done. We can win. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just did a live stream on that with uh, Matt Erickson and Andrew from Popular Liberty. Let me tell you something, Andrew from Popular Liberty. This is the guy who's going to lead us to the promised land. No shit. I'm to check him out, he's going to lead us to the promised land. Yeah, you got to have him on. You got to have him on and talk. Yeah. You just talk shit with him. He's a good guy. Yeah, I will, man. I definitely want to check. I definitely want to check him out. We could talk more, uh, more Hoppa in the, in the members only stream and all sure. that good stuff for sure. I've been, you know, I, I talked with Jared about it on Friday, how I, I, uh, I never really got into like reading, um, uh, yeah. right here. I never really got into reading Hoppe. I kind of stopped at Rothbard. You know, I got Mises and then and then Rothbard. And then I became like this giant Rothbard fan and uh, never really got into it. And then uh, when I went on Fakertarians, it's been over a year now. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Nice. Uh, I just ordered. What book did I just order? I just ordered one that. that uh, but I read Democracy, too. So that was the one that I read after I went on Fakertarians and they were trying to grill me on Hoppe. And I was like, look, I don't ha I haven't read enough. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's I got to check that one out, too. I'm going to buy that one probably tonight. Um, but we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely we'll, we'll talk more about that in the uh, in the members only stream. I have one that if I showed it, Fakertarians would absolutely they, like they burn. Is it the bell, cur is it the bell curve? Down. Is it the bell curve? Yeah. <laughs> Commentary on James Burnham by Samuel Francis. If anybody knows who Samuel Francis is right now. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, he's going to lose. They're going to lose it. They're going to lose it. Ah. Uh, all right, so Pete, what do you got coming up, man? Where can people find you? How can they support you? And uh, we'll get this stream ended, and we'll start the members-only stream. Yeah, Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast. Literally, while this was going on, I dropped an episode where Dave and I talked about uh, COVID tyranny. And at the ending, we talked about faith, religion, family, culture, a bunch of other things that I think people are going to really like that part and get really upset by that part. <sighs> um, and... My Substack, um, Pete Quinona is dot substack dot com. It's called By Any Means Necessary. And go if you got Amazon Prime, Monopoly on Violence is free. And if not, I think it's two ninety nine or three ninety nine. I don't know. I didn't do that. So. Yeah, it was pretty cheap, I think. Uh, the the documentary when I watched it, I think it was like three, four bucks. Worth every penny for sure. But uh brother, I appreciate you very much. If you could just hold on a few seconds, I'll get this stream ended out and we'll we'll do the members only stream. Of course. All right, brother. All right, guys, another awesome episode. I'm really, really sorry that the uh, the stream was choppy for you guys. Hopefully it won't be that way in the playback, and I'll, uh, I will moderate the ads better uh, tomorrow night for my show. Uh, coming up on the show tomorrow night, uh, Stephen Daniel will be on. He wrote a great book about the Second Amendment that will just blow your absolute mind. We're going to talk about his book. Charlie Robinson is going to be on on Thursday. He's an author of several books. It's going to be great. And then Friday, just added, I will have Cam and Jess from the Mad Ones on 
on. That's going to be a lot of fun. They're uh, probably one of the most underrated podcasts out there. If you guys don't listen to Mad Ones, definitely check them out. Guys, if you want to come and watch the members only stream with Pete or all my other guests, we always do like 10 to 30 extra minutes uh, in the members only stream. It's like six bucks a month. Get you exclusive access. Uh, you also get all the cool um, hand-drawn emojis that you see people using in the chat, hand-drawn by Top Lops himself, uh, or you also get like badges that say how long you've been a member, or you can join the Patreon or subscribe star and get that stuff uploaded uh, by the next day at some point. Um, but you also get all that really cool uh, Top Lobster gear, super cheap, all the new stuff that he puts out. Um, make sure and check out toplobster.com where you can get a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Or like I said, join the Patreon, subscribe star, or become a member of the channel to get it much cheaper in the Discord. And of course, executive producer of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Uh, guys, check out my email list. I got an email list now. If you go to my Twitter on the link tree there, uh, I think it's in the description of my shows as well you guys can sign up for my newsletter we put out like at least once a week um but my good friend josh who wrote a, a book called second story work he was on the show a couple months ago if you remember that uh we're gonna be giving away his book as a pdf uh it's a really cool book you're gonna enjoy it i promise you uh it's not political philosophy it's actually entertaining uh so you'll be getting that if you sign up for the uh email list plus you get all our updates and all kinds of cool stuff uh we'll let you know when there's definitely discounts for all kinds of uh sponsor stuff i will see you guys tomorrow for the show with Stephen Daniel, but until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and the frame, but I just stand in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to. GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft Lord Chipper is my friend And he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There are nothing I mean, you know it No product is getting close to COVID Holy shit